the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the business savvy singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm very excited today. I have Laura Kimmel with me. Laura Kimmel is a classical singer and has had a variety of experiences in the classical genre. Laura and I met as we shared the bill for a fabulous fundraising concert in 2017 for Delante Fernando's all-female choir called Le Cantante di Chicago. The choir was raising funds for a trip to Washington, D.C. to perform at the Kennedy Center. It is such a pleasure to have this opportunity to catch up with Laura. Welcome, Laura. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me today. It's wonderful to be here and and to talk to you. Well, I'm so excited to talk with you. It's been a few years since we've been in communication, though we see each other on Facebook and Instagram, and we're always commenting and liking each other's stuff, but it's a little different to be talking in person, so this is really wonderful. So tell us about your musical beginnings. Where did you grow up? What are your earliest memories of making music? Tell us everything. My earliest memories of making music are with my mother. Oh. Very, very, very little. Um, She would sing uh, Mozart around and she would sing uh, show tunes and she would sing Irving Berlin. And we, I would hear her sing all the time. She sang a lot in Chicago and New York. And oh, yes. and what, what is your mother's name? I didn't realize that your mother was a singer. She was a professional, huh? Yes, wow. yes. Actress and singer. And uh, Carol, she, she went by Carol Ruth. Wow. And her full name is Carol Ruth Kimmel. How wonderful. Is she singing still today? Oh yes, she sings. Um, she sings all the time. I'm so sorry. Is that a, is that on my side? I think it's on my side. All right. Well, just you let me know. I'll try. Okay. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> she she um she yeah she sings she sings a lot. Um, wow. She doesn't sing. Uh, professionally all the time, but she does sometimes. How Um, wonderful. Well, I will have to look her up. I didn't realize that. Was she at the concert that you and I did together? 
She was there. Oh my gosh. She was. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, I will have to look her up and, and say hello to her. That is so wonderful. That's wonderful. So when did you actually begin singing on your own? And when did you decide that this might be something you'd like to have as a profession? I started singing, I started singing professionally very, very young, mm-hmm. about 10. Wow. And it was a great source of communication for me because I had moved abroad. I had moved to Japan as a child with my mother. Okay. And I did not speak Japanese yet. And while a lot of my schooling was in English, I was with people from all over the world. Wow, that's wonderful. And I felt, at first I felt a little bit alone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I felt kind of isolated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But once I began being immersed in all of the music, Mm-hmm. Both at school and outside, I was heavily, um, my mother was doing research for, or not just research, but participating and studying Taisho and Geki theater there. Oh, and wow. so I was in the theater there like, uh, you know, three times a week, hours and hours. I was always wow. there with her. And so there was all the music there. And then mm-hmm. there was music at school. And it, you know, they say, I guess the, the phrase that people often use is music is a universal language. Yep, so true. Yes, and so I, once I allowed myself to be fully immersed in the music, in the various parts of my life, mm-hmm. I didn't feel alone anymore. Wow. And I got to be with all sorts of people, even though I couldn't communicate very well. Mm-hmm. The music, we could communicate great. Yeah. And it sort of transcended anything. And it, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. And everyone was very welcoming to me, by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel isolated because people were not welcoming. Yeah. Everyone was incredibly welcoming yeah. and wonderful. I was just shy and nervous. Sure. <laughs> Understandably so, and totally new environment, you know? That is really something. You know, I've had many experiences in my life where music has helped me to communicate with people that I could not communicate with in language. It is is an amazing, amazing thing. So what a wonderful experience for you as a child to to experience that and to learn that. That that experience has been coming or is in my mind is fresh in my mind Mm -hmm. because of the whole pandemic I think yeah yeah and the pandemic uh, created this sort of isolated feeling I think for many people I think you're right and that experience I think came to the forefront of my mind again so many times because of that. And so, again, the music has uh, transcended isolation or um, any feeling of discord between any, you know, I I didn't feel discord in myself, but the perceived discord in the world. And so I'm 
I'm again so grateful to um, music musicians like yourself. I'm so grateful to the art form. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, so yes, that has come to my mind again. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, how long did you live in Japan? You went when you were about ten. You said. I lived there for three years, wow. and then we went back over and over again, every year for many years. Wow. And then I went back as a young adult. Wow. And there's a wonderful uh, singer who's still a dear friend, Grace Maya, sings there. And um, wow. it, was, it was wonderful to uh, see all the cherry blossoms season sure. come back yeah. this year, and <laughs> see all the pictures, and... Um, it's just it's just interesting how these how these different experiences in life wow. have this sort of thread sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you said that you started singing professionally while you were there. What were you singing? I sang uh, for the uh, Saint Matthew Passion, uh, the chorus there. Um, Suntory Hall, and then I sang for a couple of commercials. Wow! And um, some uh, English, uh, uh, excuse me. Yeah, there were sort of English, uh, sort of English language shows mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. for young people. Yes, yeah, just for little kids, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was a wonderful, great. wonderful time. So you were yeah, a child was star good. there. Yeah. I was not a child star. <laughs> oh, I think you were. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's great. So aside from this wonderful experience, tell us about some of your most memorable experiences as a professional singer. My most memorable experiences, you know, at the moment, I, I could go back a while. <laughs> okay. Well, let's hear it. Sounds good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up more recent things. Okay. Okay. I think, um, and it's because I just before the um, pandemic and the shutdown, I met uh, two wonderful composers, uh, one in Brazil and one in Jordan. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Haitham Sukaraya and Jonatas Mansoli. And they were writing music specific. Well, first they were writing uh, music um, to promote connection and world peace. But when the pandemic hit, uh, Jonatas Mansoli wrote music specifically about. Um, yeah, transcending isolation wow. and being together, even from afar. And it was interesting because we had to make this music mm -hmm. um, from far away. Wow. And the piece that we recorded and presented, um, Letters for Distant Lovers, um, Leandro Ligocchi performed on that, um, Angela Dorothy and Sarah and Beatrice Mason, they all performed on that. And um, that poetry was so powerful. And well, we got to rehearse a little bit in person using low latency software. Mm -hmm. um, 
it was still from a distance, but I have such a connection to these people, even though it was all from afar. That is so, so this wonderful. was a very, that was a very different experience. And it was um, affirming that while being in person making music is the best, most wonderful, beautiful thing, <laughs> that... That, of course, it goes beyond any physical boundary mm-hmm. of any kind. And it's been, um, so that's been a really uh, joyful and exuberant and a great gift. Because, you know, sometimes, and I'm so grateful for all the performing experiences that I've had. They've been absolutely wonderful. It's great. Um, and at the same time, sometimes... I've gotten into this mode of, okay, I have to get this done and this has to be just right. And um, the focus gets a little bit uh, lost on, you know, the logistics. Yeah, and the logistics of getting it done. (laughs) The logistics of getting it done. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I would allow, you know, how will it be perceived? And, um, the agent I had at that time a while ago, it was much more on perception and, mm-hmm. you know, crafting a, a, some, a, some kind of image, which is very, very important, of mm-hmm. course, very important. Mm-hmm. But I had just, I, I had found myself a little bit um, concerned with that accidentally in trying to please yeah. other people. Yeah. Who were well-meaning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. But you lose the, the passion for the art itself because there are so many other things that, that come into play. And it's nice when you're able to just really tap back in to why you're doing it and what you love about it and sharing with other people. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. You said it just right, exactly. Just to tap into that more of the time mm-hmm. and not only in the performance moment. Right, right. So, um, yeah, you said it just beautifully. Well, that <laughs> is so, it's so wonderful. And I would love to include in our show notes any information that you can share about that or the people that you were working with. Um, you know, if you can share some clips of the recordings or something like that. I mean, we'd love for people to hear some of those things. I would love that. Yeah. I will include, of course, may I send it, I'll send it all to you. Absolutely. And then also, if you could share some of the Japanese, the style of Japanese music that your mom was singing and that you were learning to sing. And I, I know that you're involved in that, uh, theater style. Uh, I was reading that in your bio. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yes. Um, I mean, my mother is the expert on no. <laughs> Tai Shrinkiki wow. Theater, so I will speak carefully. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it's um, some people may compare it to Kabuki, okay, because. Um, of a more traditional style dress and makeup and these types of things. But really, um, uh, I believe it's much older. Hmm. And it has a tremendous oral tradition of vast, um, beautiful stories um, of 
joy and fun and heartbreak mm -hmm. and devastation, of course. And it has plays, so there's often play or two plays, and then there's music and a beautiful show. Wow. And um, many, many, uh, many, many groups perform all over Japan. Wow. And it actually, it influenced me when I, um, I directed Don Giovanni in Chicago some years ago. And I didn't realize how much it had influenced me, but it did. And in my uh, performing in an opera, because it has this sort of operatic, there are elements of it that mm -hmm. remind me of operatic style. Mm -hmm. They're totally, of course, they're separate art forms in a way, but I mean, all the art with all of us is the same anyway. Sure. That's <laughs> right. That's right. You know, is there wow. a separation? That <laughs> but, um, but, but it, uh, it, um, it has beautiful, grand, focused gestures mm -hmm. and costumes. Wow. And the stories are so poignant and so, you know, and like an opera too, you know, there's like death and mm -hmm. sex and love mm -hmm. and war. And I mean, it's just wow. all the big. So I think it reminds me of that a little bit. That's great. Now, were there women involved in this way back when it first started? Or was this, again, a, an all-male kind of thing where the males played the roles of the women? Am I? This is all for Taishu Ingeki. It's women and men. Women and men. And has always been. Has always been. <sighs> To be honest with you, I'm not positive if it's always been. Yeah. But it has been a long time. Yeah. Kabuki's wow. been only men for a long time. So I'll have to check. Taishunjiki, uh, one, um, I'll have to check if it's always, okay. I'll have to check with my mother. That's <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But um, you know what's interesting about this, if I may, is that, um, I, in Thai Shrinkiki Theater, men play women all the time and women play men all oh, the wow. time. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And men would play women, and the, the better they could play a woman on stage, the more considered, the more skilled in a way. Wow. So it was very interesting to come home and then, as an adult, <clears throat> be in professional world and... No, women are not supposed to play men, or men are no. not supposed to play women. Right. It was all very, I thought, this is very strange. <laughs> this is very odd. But I guess this is how it is, you know. Yeah. I don't know. That is <laughs> so dead. interesting. What's wow. that? Wow, that's so interesting. You know, it's just a, a, such a different style of music. I'm curious to know more about it myself. So we're going to put this information in the show notes, and I, for one, am going to do some research about it because it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Then all these things politically showed up with gender roles and all sorts of stuff the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. But it's, anyway, it was interesting as an art form. Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's great. So how did the pandemic impact your business? Now, I know you were talking about, you know, working with people across the world doing all of these exciting things. Um, so I presume that those were new projects that you've taken up. Were there any other kinds of things that you were doing or interesting hobbies? Yes, I, I started, well, there are these, yes, these musical projects that I love so much. Um, and one of the, the gentlemen from one of those 
uh, projects, Leandro Ligoki. We're writing a, an album together now, which is Oh, great. how wonderful. Which is wonderful. Um, and I began to write poetry, a lot more poetry, mm-hmm. which I had been writing a long time, but I had never uh, shared it. Wow. And uh, this lovely composer, Gerson Baptiste in Portugal, he had, he had uh, out of the blue, sent me a message saying, oh, send me your poetry, I'm going to write a piece. And I thought, okay, but how do you know that I even write wow. these things? <laughs> how did he know? How did he know? I have no idea. He's a, he's a phenomenal a uh, phenomenal uh, composer. Maybe I can send you the info. You can, I would you love that. All these wonderful people. And so I sent him some things. And that, and even though I had been writing, um, I had never shared it. And so the last, the, during the pandemic, um, I started to share it because I just dove so deeply into the kind of art world, mm-hmm. the music world, kind of inside. Mm-hmm in a way, because everything was closed. So I kind of dove inside and I spent much, 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 much more time in nature, hmm. which I love so much. And um, I, f- I feel that I fell in love with the world in a new way. Wow, wow, that is very profound. That no, is good. <laughs> no kidding, you know, I think that the pandemic offered us so many opportunities for new, um, new experiences, new revelations, new realizations, just so many things that maybe were in us all the time, but we never had the time to delve into them or even acknowledge them. You know, I think that is so wonderful. I think you're right. They're just, they're, there just wasn't, you're right. There wasn't really the time or the yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I, but I, I feel changed. I feel fundamentally changed. It's wonderful. And I feel that I will not, I'm so grateful for things to open back up and see people. Yeah. And I feel now I will not go back to the art in a, in a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, compartmentalized space that's right. separate. I will allow the art to be with people and myself and nature and so it's a much I'm very appreciative of that it's like an extra appreciation to be with people and see people yeah and you know so you know I see flowers and I see the sky and I see the clouds and I see I take pictures of flowers and I see I saw a little 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 bud this beautiful purple little bud and I I saw the whole world blooming in this little bud. I, mm-hmm. I wrote a little poem about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, there's a song from Ragtime. I don't know if you're familiar with that show, but it's a song that uh, the title is We Can Never Go Back to Before. And I think that that is so true. That would be a great song for you, actually. Um, oh. but, but I think it is so true with regard to the pandemic. You know, we, we're all changed and for the better you know, for the better. We can never go back to the way that we were because we have such greater insight now. I think that's true. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. Mm -hmm. For sure. I will listen to that song. I think I've heard it before. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to listen to it again. I don't remember it exactly, but I will listen to that again. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, beautiful. 
So I'm, I'm assuming that all of these wonderful things are the way that you sustained yourself emotionally and fed yourself emotionally during the lockdown. You know, that, that's been an issue for a lot of people that they haven't been able to, you know, it's really thrown them off balance. They haven't been able to kind of find their, uh, their mojo during the pandemic. But I think by, by really paying attention to nature and having music and having art and poetry and all of those things to really be able to tap into your feelings, it has been very helpful for those who have chosen or who have the, um, the foresight to use those things in that way. Definitely. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, sometimes I hear, or maybe, well, sometimes I know people feel that they need to explain why music and art and all these things are so important. I know because sometimes, you know, because there are budgets and things get cut. And sure. I, you know, I'm sad about that. I also understand that. So mm -hmm. I, I know people have, often are put in a position where they must defend right. the art form. And uh, if, if anything, I mean, I, I don't, I think people will feel the urge to defend less. They'll feel the need to defend much, much, much less because mm -hmm. I think many, many, many people, if they weren't involved artistically in things, they are now, That's right. or if they couldn't do things artistically, they did more now, or, um, and since it's all inside of us anyway, maybe they were able to find it that time. I hope so. I hope and so, And if too. not, yeah, then mm -hmm. all, I mean, mm -hmm. musicians, we get to hopefully yeah. spread it around the world and with each yeah. other and yeah. create more <clears throat> wonderful yeah. feelings for everyone, I hope. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're right. We're so lucky. We are so lucky to be able to not only enjoy what the arts, and, and particularly the art of singing or the art of music, not only to be able to enjoy it, but to be able to create it. What a, you know, what a wonderful thing to be able to touch people's hearts with what we do. You know, that is, it is such a blessing to be able to create things like your poetry and your music that you're working with these composers on, you know, that is, you know, it doesn't get better than that. doesn't get better it really, than that. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. There was oh, that, I was there. just saying it doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't. Yeah. It really doesn't. And um, for anyone, for people that will be listening, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> then um, every, you all, we all have, the art inside of us. We all have the creation inside of us. So whether you're a professional or doing it as a hobby or whatever it is, it's all so important, same level of importance. And you can hear also your favorite musicians and go to see your favorite things as they open up. And you can, if maybe that will also inspire you to create yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes some students I have worry that, they, that they're not singing well enough or that they're not good enough, you know? Mm -hmm. And 
So I wanted to extend this message <laughs> to everybody who is um, making art or studying art in every way that, um, that everyone is good enough at it, actually. Yeah. And so to keep going. <laughs> keep going. Because it's, it's an expression of what you have to say. And what you have to say is different from what anyone else has to say. So it's good enough. It's good enough. Definitely. It's wonderful. Well, Laura, thanks so much for joining us today. You are an absolute delight. And I look forward to researching some of the things that you've spoken about and listening to the music that you're uh, creating with your friends. It's fantastic. I wish you much, much, much continued success. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you um, and to spend this time with you again. It's Thank just you. an absolute joy. Thank you, Laura. Take care. Thank you. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.